on this episode of Quantum Week, November 5th through 11th, 2006. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year, and we talk about movies and music and headlines, and we've been heading through, uh, we did three episodes last week, Yep. and now we're in a new week. We're in November uh, 2006, starting a great week. One of the best movie weeks ever? You start having that conversation. Totally. Yeah. Um, well- yeah, that 84 week that we did with... Um, was it Gremlins and Karate Kid? Yep. And there were some other things yeah, happening. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters was, was in, in the theaters around the same time as well. Yeah, it was think, great, I think too. Ghostbusters and Gremlins actually came out the same day, which yeah, is you're pretty right. wild. Yeah. And so, yeah, so this week we're doing uh, Departed today. Uh, we have Borat and... Um, the Prestige. Prestige on track. So, a little clarification on that. So, Borat was number one in the box office this week. Was it? Okay. Uh, I think Departed was number six and Prestige was number eight. You know, think about the choices you had, though, if you're going to the cinema. Those those movies were still making pretty good money. Like, yeah. still, they were still very available. So, like, you know, what do you see, you know, on a Friday night? You know, like, you're literally picking among some of the best movies of, of this century. Did you do double features uh, when you were younger? Would you go and see one movie and then another sometimes in the theater? Not totally. I would do that. I, I usually didn't, actually. I, I yeah. would. My thing was I'd go to the movies every week. Yeah. So, like, every week I would just go see, like, one movie every week. That's, that's the thing that I really love doing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... Yeah, I would like to go because sometimes I would just like I'm just going to spend a day in the theater, like especially if it's a hot, really hot, nasty summer day or whatever. And you just go in and you're like, you got your popcorn. You just go from one to the other. I, I liked doing that. I used to think that I think probably in my youth, I thought going to the movie theater was kind of a special event. Okay. Because it, you know, it would happen, yeah. but not happen all the time. We right. would more, more often watch um, movies at home, like, you know, whatever on VHS or DVD at some point. So I guess when I got to the point where I had my own money, was doing my own thing, had my own transportation, it was like, oh, this special event, I could do whatever the fuck that I want. So I would, you know, sometimes I'd double feature it. Yeah, did you go see The Departed in theaters? I did not see this in the theaters. I did. I saw it pretty soon thereafter, and I don't know that I've seen it since, and I'm happy because oh, really? my, my oh, yeah. experience with it this time is way different than it was last time. Do you, what's your take? On I love this film. The movie's amazing. Yeah, Great. I mean, it's not, uh, okay, so if I'm compar- comparing it to the best film that we've seen, which is um, Silence, Silence of the Lamb, Lamb, it's not I agree. quite there, right. but if that's a, not, like, score 98 out of 100 or one, this is like a 94. Four ninety five. This, like, is, this in, is a great. This is film. in that No Country for Old Men. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe slightly better than No Country, but not a lot better. And then oddly enough, I kind of put like Ghostbusters in that same. Camp. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So like, where you know, if you have like an inner circle of great like movies, like Bill Simmons always had like the inner circle of his Hall of Fame. You would have maybe like you know for basketball, you'd have like you know maybe Bill Russell. Yeah. and like Michael Jordan. Yeah. and that's where like Silence of the Lambs is. And then you have that next ring. Right, and then it's a lot more like. This movie, No Country for Old Men, Ghostbusters, like very, very, very good, great movies, but just not, not maybe not the best of the best. It was another one where I like my phone was away. I never had like any any um, impetus to like look at my phone or do anything, like, anything else except for focus on this film. I just saw so much more depth than I noticed, you know, 14 years ago whenever I saw it. Yeah, so this is the movie that Scorsese finally won a Oscar for. He did. Uh, and it won Best Picture. So this is the only movie still that he's won. Um, really? Yeah. So, so, he, so you think about it, like the movies he's done, Goodfellas, yeah. uh, you know, Raging Bull. Think about some of these Taxi movies. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Sure, yeah. they've, never, they've never won. Um, and this one isn't. So 
I, I, I put Goodfellas in that Silence of the Lambs camp. Like, yeah. I, I think it's, and I have a special, I really love Casino. Yeah. More than most. I also really love Gangs of New York more than most. Yeah, me too. Um, I put The Departed maybe next for me among his movies. Okay. So I put this like fourth. Now, you know, that's kind of like, people want to do this crazy. Like, I'm not a huge Taxi Driver fan. I'm not a huge Raging yeah. Bull fan. Um, the character studies, they're, they're, but they're not, they're not for me. Like, I mean, I definitely respect the art, the art that was done and it's the craftsmanship and stuff, but it's just not, they don't pull me in like this one. This right. one really pulls me in. Pulls you in. And, um, this movie does have some negative elements as well. So sure. it's not all great. I think the strongest point of this movie though, um, to start off positive is the performances of DiCaprio and Damon. Absolutely. They're great. And it's crazy to me that neither one of them were nominated. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, Marky Mark, I love Mark, this is my favorite thing that I've ever seen him do. I love Marky Mark in this film. He's that good. sarcastic, like, it's the perfect role for him. He's just like a smartass, but it's not a funny smartass. He's a, like, a caustic, smartass bastard, and I love but it. But he's loyal, and he's, and he's and, and super he's, loyal. He's the only, like, honest, one of the only honest characters in, in the movie. Right. Uh, who really sticks to his guns. Uh, but it, so he was nominated, but it was crazy that, that right. no one else, no one like score. I mean, even, even Nicholson did a great job. Like See, I, I think Nicholson was terrible. You think he was terrible. Yeah, I don't yeah, think he was bad at all. Really, this movie does not. So we can talk about that for a bit. Yeah, sure. So Nicholson was nominated for a golden globe for this. Uh, not surprised. Golden globe almost always leans toward famous people. Cause it's yeah. the form. It's the form like media. They love, uh, they love like celebrity. Yep. Uh, I think Nicholson doesn't work in this movie at all. And a big reason it doesn't work is he's not in He's not acting. He's not in the same movie as the other guys are. Mm. And I don't know if it's, you know, he only did two more movies after this and then he retired. Like this was kind of the end for him. Um, but he didn't seem to fit in with this. Why? Like, what do you mean though? So he's playing like this, like crazy, like, you know, obviously like a whitey bulger type, yeah, of but, course. but he's playing someone who's like really kind of off, like, you know, uh, and it just doesn't quite line up with the other characters. He's not, sinister is trying to be funny when maybe he shouldn't be mm. he his line readings are very odd the accent well the accent throughout yeah yeah, accent, horrible. yeah that's horrible the only right, people who yeah. the accent are for damon and Wahlberg. everyone right. else is just it's, it's really distracting it's really yeah, bad yeah um but he just doesn't it doesn't quite match see i took him as as someone at his point at the point in his character's career where he doesn't give a fuck anymore he's got protection from the fbi He's lived a full life of excess. He gets whatever he wants. He takes whatever he wants. I just don't give a fuck anymore. He doesn't have the same like emotional. You you see DiCaprio with a yes. full emotional oh, yeah. breakdown, and you and I want to talk about that more in a yes. bit. Uh, his character versus Damon's character. Yeah. But like you see that, and um, and you even see it's funny because you even see um, you know Nichols, Nicholson's basically like he he tries to get DiCaprio back to school. Like he even sees the moral yeah. difference between him and and Damon's character. But I just seen I just saw him as like someone who will just take what he wants, gives it like doesn't give a fuck anymore. Right. That's how I read him. I but guess he kind of act like he didn't give a fuck, and he just didn't seem to care. Like Nicholson mm. when he commits is one of the greatest. He won three Oscars. He's yeah. one of the greatest actors yeah. ever. Right? You know, The Shining. You know, think about all the you know uh, everything from uh, you know. Anything from um, a few good men. Yeah, just, yeah. Just go through his, of his course. list. It's yeah. just it's 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 amazing. He, yeah, it's he's, great. he's a great actor. You know, one for the cuckoo's nest, he completely commits. He he's great. Even even so I compare this movie a lot to Batman, the eighty nine Batman. Right. Because he's, he's playing a kind of a right, like a but a yeah. crime boss and he's playing someone who's really just out there. 
But he really committed. He cared he about that role. Yep. Now, the big reason he cared about Batman was because he was getting like a huge amount of the points in the back end. <laughs> so he made more money doing that movie than any movie he ever did. Really? Because he got so much of the points. Uh, uh, he had like an insane amount of points in that movie. That movie made so much money. That made him like rich beyond Wild Dream. So he actually had a financial reason to care. Sure. This one seemed to be he just wanted to like have fun and be Jack and just like kind of fuck around. But like no one else's movie is fucking. Everyone else is taking it really seriously. They are. Yeah. And it's because of that it doesn't jive it doesn't like he's being i think he's being lazy hmm. he's acting lazy in this movie and everyone else is acting to the best of their abilities because it's scorsese plus they're working with nicholson or they're working they right. avoid the cast i mean you have yeah, guys it's a like crazy cast. martin sheen alec baldwin who are like you know yeah bit parts kind they, of yeah. smaller parts right, right. and you got you've, yeah leo and damon two people at the top of their game at that time pretty well, much you know, oh yeah oh yeah uh, you know, Wahlberg too. Wahlberg. Even I mean, think, look at that list. It's it's, a, it's it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. So okay, I I guess that I guess it didn't bother me as much. I think maybe I, it didn't bother me as much. I I saw it more as a choice, but I can understand why why you'd be annoyed with it. Yeah, really, okay. really. But that performance is really, and I've seen this. So I'm I have I really 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 love this movie. I think it's really great. Yeah, it's great. It's it's, it's really good. So it's, it's it's very strong in my opinion. I really like this movie. So I watch it probably every I don't know every other year I watch it. So I watch this movie quite. Okay, a bit. you've had you've spent more time with it yeah. than I have. Yeah, and you know each time I watch it, I hate the Nicholson performance more and more. And each time I watch it, the accents bother me more and more. I can understand that. Ah, man, it's so I just rough. let it go. I and can understand. All do and it's just that you know why even bother? Like Anthony Anderson's in this movie. Uh, he plays. He's mm-hmm. uh he's the black guy. He plays um. Uh, DiCaprio's like buddy in the um, yes oh yeah that's right he's really good he's a, isn't he normally a comedic actor yeah yeah he right. has he's on that show Blackish right yeah but he he's I think he's really good in this mm. does not try an accent at all and I think he might be from out of town whatever I don't know what his what his deal is because he's kind of because I think uh, DiCaprio's kind of telling him hey this is how it goes around here right yeah but but he doesn't and be, and he's acting he's so he authentic and like honest in this movie he he has such a small role but he's really good in this movie and. It's so refreshing to have someone that's not. Why have it? Why? Why is Alan Baldwin's like, character need an accent? We he need to be conv- anywhere. We need to convince people that we're in Boston. For some uh, reason, it got. It was like the sexy city for a little bit for those like was, five years, right? Because right? you had Mystic River and, and some the other town. Oh, shit, even the town, it's like right. a ten-year block. Yeah, it was. You know, and you can even say it all started with Goodwill Hunting, right? And because of that, right, it became like the movie city for for almost. 20 years and probably people who are not from here aren't as bothered by that accent as we are because we've just heard it me might so be right oh, this this one got some blowback from it just being uh, Vera Farmiga got a lot of shit for yeah, it yeah she should but I don't know that's entirely fair her accent's terrible it's bad but Alec Baldwin's Jack Nicholson these people have horrible I don't have, accents see I don't uh, Alex didn't bother me oh sounds so <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> I find that he yeah, his didn't bother me as much oh, that was terrible <laughs> and he's good in this movie he's great but, um, but the accent it really it really and DiCaprio's accent works for me, but he's so good. I mean, we want to talk about this for, I mean, this is the, well, okay. Can I give a synopsis first? I, uh, all right. All right. Cause I, cause this painted the picture for me. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. So the, it's basically to me, it's the story of two undercover people, one moral, one not one in the mob, one in law enforcement. As the cops try to bring down Frank Costello, who's Nicholson's character, who's the number one mob boss in the city, each mole trying to uncover the other. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we can talk about Leo. Uh, oh, wait, wait. All right. I want to start this if you don't mind. Is that okay? What are we starting? You wanted to talk about Leo. Yeah. The, this idea of identity and emotional alignment for me. Sure. So, and I saw, I saw that, uh, that Scorsese talked about um, identity too. It's all, it's played, all, the movie's all about identity. Yes. yes. Uh, but I, I, before I even read anything, I felt that way. It's, sure. it's identity and emotional alignment. You see that both of these characters are groomed. 
Right. And in fact, I hated Martin Sheen after watching it this time. Hated him. Yeah. Because oh, oh, I was like, you he, fucking groomed him. Manipulating him the entire time. And you see the difference between one moral character, Leo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, right? And one, and Matt Damon's character, immoral character, and how they both respond to living a fucking lie. Yeah. And you see the one who is the moral character emotionally aligned he's he is outwardly breaking down he hates the violence he's doing he needs drugs he's disintegrating where matt damon just you see some stuff you see some cracks like he gets impotent and at the end he totally cracks when when uh, dicaprio's got him and and, like bring him out yeah he starts you know really sarcastic uh, you know whatever but then by the time they get to the bottom floor just kill me me. breaks down and kills me but for the most part he's holding it together non-emotional alignment a sociopath does that sure a moral character does not right. acts like and Leo, and it's David, amazing. Even Damon, they wrote, "Just shoot me." It's all about him. It's Just sociopath. shoot me. Right. It's all about him. It's narcissistic yep. element of him. You're right. No, it's it's a, it's. I mean, that's what this is showing you. It's all about identity, and about, that's why I loved it. I don't think uh, I caught so, all that the first time, and it's so just good. it hit me so hard this time. Yeah, and that's really the reason this movie is so strong. I said, you know, we mentioned Nicholson's performance, and I don't even think so. I know he got the Oscar for it, so he's. I don't think this is a great directing job by him. You I will say. So. I, I don't love a lot of the choices. Uh, you know, he uses Gimme Shelter again by Rolling yeah, Stones. Twice. Like, you know, twice, and he's already used it in every, like, Casino, yeah. and he used it in Goodfellas. It's like, all right, like, let's, you know, so he kind of, he almost directs this in sort of a lazy, I, I don't love, it, it's very good, but it's not great. You don't think it's his best directing job is what you're saying? Nowhere near. Uh, but. I'm fine with him winning the fucking award for this. I'm fine with it. Yeah, we can go through the, uh, yeah. who else was talking but, uh, but you have DiCaprio and Damon. I mean, this is, this is Damon's. It might, it might, it be, might be his it best. Might be role. His be, it's, it might be his best. He's really good in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, but he's younger then. I don't think he has quite the range. This is, this is a hard, this is a harder character. He's so good, and you see it in his eyes. Yeah, like when he's in. Uh, there's a great scene uh, when kind of things are getting kind of fucked up, and he's in the office by himself, and he just shuts the shuts light the off. Shuts the light off. Yeah, and he sits there. And I, we've all been there when things are like our eyes are disintegrating. Shuts, like, shuts the radio off. He doesn't even want to hear, hear it. it. Yeah, and like sometimes it's like you know what? I, I sit in a dark room for a while. So like, and, but the way he plays it, it's never too much. He does it very like authentically, and it's like he's not doing it for effect. He's doing it like as a real person would react. Yeah, and DiCaprio is he's wild and all over the place, but it's always contained within reality. He, I used to always say that I always thought. Uh, Damon was better than DiCaprio in this movie. Oh, but, really? But now, the last couple of times I've watched it, I think I'm flipping. I think DiCaprio is better than Damon. I think Damon's DiCaprio's movie, better. But we're talking about, we're like, you know, DiCaprio yeah, versus Ted Williams. Right. Like, like we're talking about, it's kind of a, a silly argument, but uh, but you are kind of, because your whole time watching this, you are kind of like, uh, you're comparing them. I mean, that's what you're supposed to be doing. That's the whole idea of the film. But you really are like, almost like uh, they're competing against each other, which they are. They are. Oh, yes, they are. That's the other cool thing, too. So beyond, like, the emotional alignment part of it, it's they're both also kind of forced to deny their upbringing. Like, Leo had a... It seemed like he had a middle-class upbringing, too. He was he was taken... Yeah. His dad still lived in... Upper middle-class. Right, exactly. And he, then, like, a lower... But he, like, completely... You see, when his mom dies, he right. denies the money from his uncle. Right. He's an asshole. Like, he... He knows that 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 he tries to die and where Matt Damon the other way around he comes from complete poverty and poor right. and they're both trying to to go the other direction Matt Matt Damon with you know ambition for the fucking governorship yeah you you know you see him look at the Capitol all the time oh yeah he gets a you know a an apartment so he could look at the Capitol definitely wants to be in politics ambition 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 yes. ambition and Leo's just like I want to be a I want to it seemed like I want to be a moral person I want right. to be a good person I want to help. Let's talk about the Martin Sheen character a little bit because that, that is, oh, that is such an interesting character. This. 
and he and he plays it really well. He I think does. Sheen's goodness. I don't like the accent, but he's goodness. Son, like he's calling him son. son. Oh. And then he, and then he like he has him come in. Like I know he showed up the house, but he did bring him in and kind of Gives shows him, dinner, him just enough family dinner. Yes, right. Like to, oh. but like meanwhile he's like ruining this kid's like this kid's life, ruining is, him. And it was all their plan. Yeah, you know, it was him and Wahlberg, and it is the ultimate good cop bad cop. You know, like Wahlberg's playing this yes. tough guy. Sheen's this very fatherly figure to someone who doesn't have a dad. Right. Like, they found this kid and basically did like just totally it was manipulated all manipulation. Him. It was, but it's but you're you, you know between the relationship you have Martin Sheen. You know, think about it when this movie came out. He had done West Wing. Yeah. He'd become oh, kind of the nation's like dad say, or president, dad, yeah, president yeah. whatever. You know, like you know everyone at this point in this time loves Martin Sheen. They can kind of like, oh, he's such a a warm guy, and he plays warm. Martin Sheen plays warm very well. He's yeah. Very good at it. Uh, but meanwhile, he's, it's all, like I said, it's all manipulation. So there's that dichotomy too, between, uh, Jack, Frank, Jack Nicholson's character and Martin Martin Sheen. Yes. You've got one who, you know, Frank totally corrupt, but on the outside, he's, he, I mean, he's, he's trying, he's like corrupt. uh, Oh yeah. I mean, a sociopath. I mean, Oh, Frank. Yeah. Frank, 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 completely corrupt. Yeah. But yet recognizes the good. Um, right. And Billy gives him better advice, so, better advice. You really should go back to school. Right. Like I know where your family comes from. Your dad never would have like, wanted this. He saw like he saw that more that moral quality. Right. Whereas Sheen, he's supposedly the good guy. Right. Like manipulates. Sends him to jail. Sends him to jail. Yes. Has him get into fight. Has him do violent stuff. Has him come into, you know, it's just I fucking hated him more than 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 Frank. But Frank's a way worse person. He is a worse person, but just like, but in this in this subset of time, yeah, yeah, all the other stuff I Frank, guess is really Frank's bad too. A He's a worse person, person but, but you can oh. make it. You can make a case. Frank's a worse person, but I'm not going to actually. I'm not going to coach it. Frank's a worse person, but Martin Sheen's character is worse to DiCaprio. Absolutely, because he really, and I hated that. He really ruins his life because he, he does. He's like he kills he, him. I mean, it, more or less. I mean, and mostly like who Frank is targeting. It's. Other immoral people, other shitty people, whereas Martin Sheet's character is targeting a fucking moral man and just degrading him, just destroying him. Destroying him. Fucking kills him. Because think about what he had him do. He's like, all right, why don't you go to jail for a few months? Wait, get into a... Oh, uh, did he get into a fight for... Like, do a... You know, did you he, have to go into skill for violence or whatever. Maybe they just said it. Fix something and, yeah. and had fixed charges against him. But he, he goes to jail. So he's stuck in jail for, I think, months. Yeah, he was. Yeah, they didn't really tell us, but he had to go in for to violence. Like yeah. a, it appeared to be like a couple months at yeah. least. And then he gets out and then he is you now forced to like work with the most dangerous man in the state. Yeah, I, I know. And at any time he could get killed. Get killed. Right. And, and not only, and I think that's where wire at first. Oh, I know. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. What a fucking risk. And, and I think at the time in the beginning, I think he's, he's probably more afraid of his life. Uh, being taken from him, but then as it goes, he's more afraid of all this bad shit he's doing. It's well, like breaking down. Let's talk Vera Farmiga because this is a very controversial part of the movie. So a lot of people have real issues with this character. I have huge. I think she's the most unprofessional psychiatrist yeah, in the world she ever. Is. I mean, yeah. this this character to me is totally unbelievable. And I, the more I watch yeah. the movie, actually, the less I like. I, and I don't blame the actress. She's actually not a bad actress. No, she's done some good work. Up in the air, I remember she was. Good yeah, she got nominated yeah. for an Oscar for that, right. and she was in that um like that Psycho with uh with yeah. went, uh thing they did uh, baseball Motel. Base Motel. Uh, I, I watched a couple episodes of that she's good. She, yeah. I think she's a good actress. I think this role is just really poorly written. Well, and they didn't really need her to be the glue between the two no. of them. No, like we the already thing. get the comparison. You don't right. need to like hit us over the head with it. Like, yeah. Yeah, the idea that like both of these guys are fucking her is that to me is just, that doesn't add up. And the other thing is the so the 
at the end of the film, uh, Billy gives her an envelope and says, if you don't hear from me from two weeks, then open this and do what it says. Right. But that envelope didn't come into play. It didn't because uh, he, because Billy sent, um, what's his face? A uh, Matt Damon's character, a fucking envelope saying, play me. Right. And she watched that. And then that's when their relationship disintegrated. But I don't think that envelope ever came into well, play. Well, I think it might be the idea that like now she knows the truth. Well, she they're knew. They're both dead. So oh, now oh. she'll know. She doesn't need them to tell her. I thought she knew once. I think he she was knew when she played and, the head, headphones. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. now she has all the evidence that yeah. she needs. I guess she could always, you know, throw him under the bus. Yeah, it's not it really. Didn't, it's they not didn't really close resolved. that. They just didn't close that loop. The only really. two is the sonogram. Is that is that Damon's baby or is that DiCaprio's baby? Oh, I can't remember when she had. That's a good question. That's a great question. Actually, I didn't even think of that. It could be DiCaprio's, which is why she would keep it. Like right? they never. Or no, it probably maybe it couldn't have been. I can't remember the order of events because it takes a while. You don't just get a sonogram immediately, right? Yeah, but they had sex, and then there was time. There was after. time. There was yeah. definitely time because he tried to reach back out to her a couple times, right. I think. And she just, I can't be your friend or whatever. So and that then could it was, be DiCaprio's Could kid. be. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's funny. Um, I guess I hope it is. I mean, too. One less <laughs> sociopath in the world, you know, potentially. But I, I mean, yeah, she was fine. You're right. It's like, no, she would never have coffee with DiCaprio after no, she's seeing him. No. And I don't think he gave her much. He's a she her okay her comment that was telling was your vulner your vulnerability is really freaking me out right now or something like that and maybe because maybe they're trying to show that it's because matt damon's character is not showing any depth whatsoever he's a very surface person where dicaprio's got this range of of motion but it didn't seem it it just didn't seem like he like he seems broken. Why would she be attracted to either one? She could maybe see he's a good guy, but right. why would she want to have sex with him? And she should like, be able to notice that damon's a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't add up. I think there's a, and it, they should have just left these guys single because there's a funny line when uh, they're at the golf range, uh, driving range, it's Damon and uh, Alec Baldwin. Right. And he says like, oh, it's, you know, you, if you're, if you're wearing your wedding ring, women can show that A, you, you yes. must have some money and B, your cock works. And Damon's like, oh yeah, it's working. It's yeah, working I know, all the I time. Know. It's like, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa dude. Like, 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 you know, it sounds like, you know, asking a, a teenage boy beside, oh yeah, I've had sex like a million times. Yeah, it's like, all right, not very believable. I actually wanted to ask you about uh, Alec Baldwin's character. Do, do you believe that he was corrupt as well? Because, because of that conversation, it's like you need the wedding ring because it's a status symbol, so it gets you to the... And they also have a conversation later on where he... I can't remember exactly what it was, but some something to the effect of this is what I do too. scenario. Like this is how I go about my business as well. Almost like giving, giving Damon the nod. Well, there's not, um, a, there's not many pure characters in the movie. So I'm guessing he has some corrupt elements, but I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've had people use that like wedding. Like I've had older men tell me like that wedding line, wedding ring thing. Like, Oh, if you have a wedding ring, it yeah, makes you look more totally distinguished or makes you look more like, you know, people will trust you more. I just felt that there was like a, a number of things. Also, he hitched all of his wagons all of his wagons to Colin. Like, it was his show. I'm going to believe in this guy. And, you know, to the detriment of his, probably of his career, I would guess. But just to, I don't know, that to him, for him to align like that much and then some of the conversation, it just seemed like he was probably corrupt. I could be wrong. Yeah, me, I don't know. I, I didn't see any, I didn't see, one thing I did know about this movie that showed it was the envelope element. So right. the citizen's envelope and then, uh, you know, they Damon uh, DiCaprio Crossed spells it, it correct. And, yeah. But like how that is always like the, the tell uh, is such a, it's such a great, because it, it's so clear. We saw it happen. We're passing the corruption from one, yeah. the one corrupt to another corrupt. And it just, it just works really well. And it, and it's like, there's no other way it could have gotten there. It actually, you know, 
So when DiCaprio sees Damon's desk, it just takes out any guesswork. It has yeah, this to be. Is the it guy. has to be. Yep. You know, that, that I think that's that's really well done. Yeah, it's too bad he didn't have anybody. You know, it, that Sheen was dead at that point, um, and uh, Marky Mark's character had you know basically resigned, so he had no one to go right, to. He to. Right, he was like he was trapped. Right, and fucking Martin Sheen's character, you know, Keenan, I think, right? Keenan, yeah, trapped him. Fucking trapped him. Yes. Uh, one thing, another thing that's controversial. I do want to talk about the best picture winners that year or nominees. Uh, the rat at the end. Yeah, so I know you didn't. I know you don't hate like that. that. I, it's very like. It's, I didn't mind it. I, I really hate it. It's just so. It's so over the top symbolism. Like we, we, you know, it's it's a pretty smart movie. It definitely sometimes it does go a little bit overboard with like you said. We mentioned like the Vera Farmiga character. Yep. Like, you know, they could have dialed some stuff down a little bit, but that to me is like making it like an eleven. Like we don't need to see a rat. Like we understand. We understand that these people are corrupt. We understand that the corruption resides in the cap. Like yeah, you, you exactly. Know, yeah, like we get all of that. We don't yeah. need. We don't need that. It just it seems way too message much. hammer. Yeah, like, too much. Way too much. It's really disappointing. I mean, I don't. Some people like say they hate the movie because of like, well, all right, that's, that's, that's a little that bit seems, too that's much. A, yeah. That's a it's a great movie. Like, what are we doing here? But but it definitely does like. Uh, I mentioned in the Hangover episode, like the last minute I have the Hangover. Yeah, the credits like that. You can't help but leave the theater with a smile on your face. Right. With the rat thing, you kind of can't help but leave the theater with like a little bit of a, oh, all right. Yeah. Like a wince on your face a little bit. I can see that. Um. Which sucks because it's kind of a cool ending when Wahlberg does I was going to ask you, how do you feel about that? So he's resigned at that point. So he's not he's no right. longer law enforcement. Not that law enforcement would, well, at least outwardly allow someone to assassinate someone else. But he like took it on his own. We've never, we'd, we'd seen him get into kind of an altercation with, uh, with, with Billy, kind of. Like they sort of punch each other a little right. bit. Right. But you don't see that character. You don't see Sean kill people at all. So it's kind. Of, it is a little bit of a shock to see him it go is. in there and you with kind the of forget about him too. Because he, he he's gone. He, he's gone. He's you know out of the last twenty five minutes of the movie, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I like it a lot actually. I think it's great. I think it's a good way for the movie to end. Um, I think you know Damon that character not, yeah. needs to die because you know? the question because he could get away with it if he doesn't right. die. He could totally get away with and it. And it shows you like that there was one loyal, upstanding guy. In, there was in, you know, and as much as he was a dick, and he said you know talked to you know was 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 rude if you will totally rude but he was honorable you know to some extent although he did kind of hatch up this whole plan with keenan they got dicaprio in this whole mix to begin with sure but he did seem at least the most honest of everybody well maybe he just was uh ends justify the means scenario too like okay we're gonna we're uh personality okay we're gonna ruin um well that was keenan's whole thing i think keenan's whole mentality is that but not just him but i think maybe yeah so maybe sean's that guy too but sean's always honest about it he's like exactly you're fucking nothing yeah exactly and you know where keenan's like oh come on son like oh yeah let's let's get your warm dinner you know at least Wahlberg at least is not lying to anybody. He's always honest. And uh, no, I, I like, I like the ending a lot. I think it's a, yeah, it's good. It's kind of movie as is too. It is a movie where, you know, everyone's going to end up dead. You know, that is that kind of movie. Um, so I, I, I think it's, I think it's a very good way to end. I, wish, I just wish it ended with just a shot of, you take the rat out of that and just have the shot of the, the, the Capitol building there. That would have been, that would have been much probably more. been enough. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It would have been enough. Let's talk best picture nominees. Um, one last thing is just sure. uh, Dropkick Murphys can go the fuck oh, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, so the, the soundtrack though, is, is a good point though. So there is. So that's not. So this soundtrack has a, there's a moment in Sopranos where right before, uh, so Sopranos spoiler right here. I'm going to give a big one. So start off for like 20 seconds. Right before uh, Christopher dies. Mm. Um, he's like, hey, have you heard this soundtrack? It's the party soundtrack. Oh, and they, I they forgot play, about and that. The song they play is, and you can come back in now if you, if you are still listening. Is, I know. I always do that. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> 
The song they're playing is um, the Pink Floyd uh, cover uh, with Van enough. Morrison, yeah. which is my favorite Pink Floyd song, and uh, comfortably numb. And it's it's so. But it's that, not Morrison singing that. It's actually uh, it's Waters singing that. It's four people. Is it uh, four on that? Yes, it's it's Waters, Van Morrison. Is it really? It's like, yeah, because it's a live that the song they used isn't the actual no I know. yeah i know yeah. it's but it's but it's a it's a like a 1990s i knew concert. it was a live version i just i guess i didn't realize all of them were on yeah there. okay it's really good cool it's awesome i'm not a big um, fan it's of really song, hard to fine. find i actually had to like like i i like on apple music you can't find it you have to like buy it so i actually oh. bought it i like that song <laughs> so much but i had the soundtrack too i had the cd back in the day yeah and um but i yeah you're right so like the dropkick murphy stuff i would skip that oh, fucking i would play that uh the great rolling stone song not Give me shelter, but I, I love give me shelter, but it? it's, it's just uh, too much. like live. It's a uh, loose. Um, ah, fuck. It's such a good song too. Yeah. And then this song, the, the uh, comfortably numb, numb are just fantastic. Yeah. So the, yeah, the soundtrack is kind of like some is, some are great. Some are not great. Um, yeah, it's not, I, it, it's nothing revolutionary. That's the thing. There's like, if maybe with a better soundtrack, this, the movie would have popped a, a tiny bit more. He tried so hard popped. to be like Boston, like with stuff like yeah. the Dropkick Murphys. It's like, ah, I hate the Dropkick Murphys. It's, they're not good. Yeah. I, I really hate them too. Uh, so best picture. Yeah, okay. Here's, here's, what, here's what was up. So Departed won. Yeah. So interesting here. So Graham King got, he was the producer. He got the Oscar. Brad Pitt actually was a right. heavy duty. He didn't, he did not get an Oscar though. How it works is you can, and I don't understand the real rigmarole behind this, but you can always submit so many producers for an Oscar. Like, like, but there's only three on this one. I know. And Brad Pitt was like number two from my understanding. Yeah. Like he wasn't like, he wasn't just there because of his name. He was going to play the DiCaprio role. That's what it was. And, and no, they, Damon role. A Damon role, but he thought he was too old. He's too old and he was. Right. Yeah, So course. it was the right call. But, um, but so, but he like, who's like, he was like an involved producer. He eventually would win an Oscar as a producer for 12 Years a Slave. Yep. So Brad Pitt's produced some pretty heavy duty movies. He has. Um, so, uh, Departed One. Here's what lost. The Queen, which I have not seen. Haven't seen it. Little Miss Sunshine. Saw it and liked it. Good, not great. Um, yeah, B plus for me. Uh, yeah, B, B yeah, for me. Fair. Maybe B plus. Somewhere there. Uh, Letters from Iwo Jima. Haven't seen it actually, and I should because that's a uh, that's a it's Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood film. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't love those because there was the two movies. It was that one and the um, oh, sins. Of, oh wait, not of our fathers. Something of our fathers, right? Flags of our fathers. Good call. Flags yeah, of our fathers. Right. Yeah. Which which I I, I saw don't think, I, the war movies. I'm not a big. I, I like some movies. I just didn't love those. Yeah. Uh, and then Babel. Um, which I saw and liked actually, which is another Brad Pitt. Film. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see Brad Pitt with I uh, can't remember her name. Yeah, that's a that's a good film. And then Scorsese won as director. Uh, the nominees were uh, Inratu for uh, Babel, uh, Eastwood for Iwo Jima, Stephen Frears for The Queen, and then Paul Greengrass for United ninety three. Which I don't is, think which, I didn't see it actually, which is really good. It's it's definitely a tough watch. Yeah, I know. it's hard. Yeah, uh, but Greengrass does a phenomenal job directing it. Like really good. I think. In my opinion, Greengrass did a better job directing. I think um, Departed is a better movie. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it, but yeah. But Greengrass did a better job directing than Scorsese directed. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Which I usually don't feel that way. Usually, Mike, I'm pretty much in lockstep. Like, you know, if the film wins it, then Demi should win. Like, you know, it's usually like that's. But this is Greengrass did such a good job because think about what he had to work. He's like in a plane with all these unknown actors, and he pulls it off. It's 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 really impressive. Yeah. Um. But I'm. I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, though. I'm really happy Scorsese eventually won an Oscar. Like, Absolutely. It might not be for the movie that I want him to win for or even. No, he should have won multiple. I don't understand. I, know. I mean, you figure, you know, Taxi Driver is such a good movie. Uh, you know, for, such a classic renowned movie. You know, Raging Bull is. Of course. You know, some people say it's the greatest movie of all time. I yeah. disagree. But, but I understand how someone could say that. I wouldn't argue that point. But then Goodfellas. I know. I mean, what that lost to. Uh, um, we were. Uh, no, we have uh, the Kevin Costner movie. Um, Dance with Wolves. Dance with Wolves. Uh, uh, right? 
Yeah, I think, yeah. I think you're right. I think it's that year. It's that it's, year. It's hard yeah. to, I mean, dance, it's hard to... Goodfellas. Yeah, Goodfellas. Yeah, like, probably. I know. I think I know. Goodfellas might be my favorite movie. I know. Well, Godfather won. Then it's Goodfellas. So besides that, it also won film editing and uh, and writing. Actually, I want to save writing for um, Borat because Borat actually got nominated for that same. Oh yeah, award. that's right. Yeah, but I do want to talk editing a tiny bit because Delma Schoonmacher is an interesting person. So she's edited every movie Scorsese's done since *Raging Bull*. I uh, didn't we? Yeah, we, we you might have mentioned her. No, before. I think I might have mentioned um, uh, Tarantino's. Uh, oh editor, yeah, yeah, that's what uh, it was. Patty, yeah. I forget her name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so the other nominees were Babel, Blood Diamond, which is what DiCaprio got nominated for. I saw that, right. He got and nominated that, for Best Actor in that one. And that might have cost him The Departed, you know, if you think about oh. it, you know, which is a, a shame. Yeah. Um, Children of Men, which should have been up for Best Picture. That's, That's such a, great a good film. movie. That is a great film. How did that not get in that? I don't know. It doesn't make That's sense. That's better than... I mean, I know I haven't seen some movies, so maybe it's unfair to me to say, but that's... That's I, a great film. Looking back 15 years later, 14 years later, that movie holds much higher esteem than the other movies I mentioned. And certainly, yeah. like, letters to Iwo Jima. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah. Children of Men is, is one of the best movies of the century. I ask... It's a really great I mean, film. it's truly good. Yeah. It's really well directed, too. Koran. Yeah. I mean, Koran eventually got his Oscar, but you wonder what happened there. And then United 93 for best editing. But uh, United 93, Children of Men, The Departed is wonderfully edited. It's really sharp. I know it's a long movie, but oh, it doesn't really feel like that. Well edited. I love some of the hard cuts. Yeah, I love. I. I How did you feel about the like the zoom in to zoom and zoom out didn't on, like uh, it. on Damon? I, I, I thought it was I a little it. bit like that's not any. That's a directing choice. Is it? Um, but that's not a choice I liked. Um, I. That's another reason where I think Scorsese kind of missed the mark a little bit. I know it's just two things. It only happens twice, but I don't love that. Jesus, the um, shot of Keenan fucking hitting the pavement right in front of Leo. The shot of him oh falling, and that's God. what they used in the trailers at the time. That was kind of what they used. Yeah. I think it might even be the movie poster, or one of them is like oh. him just falling. It's it's jarring. It's a little convenient that DiCaprio happened to be there right at that of moment. Of course, yeah. But, to some extent. Yeah, but you knew he was around, and, yeah. he got, and he had to show that he was. I know, it is a, the timing's yeah. a little weird. <laughs> a little, uh, that's he could have easily gotten hit by him right. instead. But, like, oh, but still. Doing? Maybe have him be, you but know, still, have him be 100 feet away. I don't know if he needs to be right there, but whatever. But it is. Um, With a blood splatter. I know. Oh, God. But no, he, but I thought it but was. But that shot of him falling, that was great. Him against yeah. the brick. Yeah. He's wearing that green like windbreaker thing. I think yeah. that's a really good good shot. Um, yeah, the the Keenan character. He into, to to defend the Keenan character before we move on. One 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 thing to do. I, I fucking he does it. get let DiCaprio go. That is does, his one. He, he does sacrifice. Move. That is his one move. Where which uh, is completely the opposite exactly of, of what Nicholson's exactly. character does. Totally. He's about to shoot, shoot him. him. Yep. Exactly. And misses, but he so they really. It, it, you know, if you watch this movie, the parallels there, or you know, the opposite parallels, I guess, are just they're fascinating. Pretty amazing. It's really good. It's really well done, and that that's a credit to uh, Monaghan's script. Yeah, and it's a credit, which I know we haven't talked about. But we're going to talk about more. I promise to borrow yeah. one. Um, and then uh, it's also a credit to Scorsese's directing there. That is, a, he does a really good job showing the the dichotomy. It's and I don't know, has any movie done it better? A lot of mm. movies try, but I don't know. Is it parallels done? like that? I can't think of anything off. Yeah, where it's like that. It's, no, it, it's. It's, it's like spy versus spy. It's yes. like kind of that where they're both. Yeah. This movie really tackled it. Then. And then DiCaprio and Damon, I can't say enough. The fact that neither of them were nominated is, is, is really disheartening. It's stupid. Um, I know DiCaprio eventually won and Damon's been nominated a couple of times. Yeah, but and you want to be for screenwriting, but he's never won. An but you don't want to get it. I'm sure it's not. I'm not saying they want like a token win or like a, an attaboy type of win. I'm sure it wasn't, but you want them to be nominated for the things that they do amazing in. And they should have. I should've always been say here. I've said in the show a number of times. I'll, I'll say it probably as long as we do this podcast. But, you know, the Oscars don't usually get the awards right. 
but they almost always get the nominations right. Yeah. And that's why something like Children of Men probably should have been in the like how is that even not even in the running? Like that's you yeah. know that's and how does DiCaprio and and or Damon not get nominations? Like right. these guys were they were so good. I mean, it, really good. And DiCaprio so have you seen um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? You oh, see yeah. it, right? Yeah I have yeah. DiCaprio has like a like has this breakdown in a trailer when, and you're like around yeah. the middle of a movie. He just completely fucking disintegrates. And it is kind of similar to his, um, him breaking down when he's talking to the, uh, viewer from Migas, the, 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 um, the shrink character. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they kind of have, uh, um, he's like emotionally just like completely un- un- unraveling. unraveling. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it, it's not similar, but they are, they are cousins of each other. It, it was kind of fun. It was fun to watch to watch that happen I hadn't again. I've seen this movie since I had later. seen, uh, once upon a time, right. it was my first rewatch since then. I was like, "Oh shit!" I see some some parallels there. That's that's fun. DiCaprio and Damon, though, amazing. This movie, this movie is very good. This will be in my top five for sure. Yeah, this will be uh, my top five. Here, where I'm going to put it, but uh, it won't be on number one. But it'll be somewhere between two and five. Yeah, uh, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, it's it might be number two. This movie's really good. I really love this movie. Probably uh, number two for me at this point. I would yeah, say. Uh, I would say because so Silence yeah. then Departed. Yeah, I think we might be in lockstep there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to do about uh, the Departed or anything around it? No, I think it's good. Move on. Um, well, just continuing our parallel theme, uh, the next song that we're talking about is My Love by Justin Timberlake. And the parallel that I'm talking about is the parallel between Justin Timberlake and Jamie Foxx, who we talked about on the last episode, I okay. think. Yeah. And so my, que- my question is, so this is kind of the second show in the row where we have a, a very talented person, like a multifaceted talented person. I think so. I, okay, I've complicated. One of it. them... Um, both, I think they're both talented. So they've, they've been in some, uh, he's uh, Timberlake's been in some bad movies, but he's been in some good movies and done well in good movies. In my opinion, in one good movie, right? A couple alpha dog. I thought was really okay. good. Uh, and I, the social I, I, network was not really good. Alpha dog was okay. I think, okay. I have a different, it's, it's fine. I'm not going to, yeah, I think it's, it's a good, I think it's, it's a good film. It's all right. Uh, and I think he does well in that all film. Right. And then also in the social network, social network which is maybe the most, Important movie of the last twenty years. Yeah, you've, yeah, I know. I mean, that you, it's you incredibly, it's but great also film. great. Yeah, uh, yeah right? Right. and he's very good in it. But there's a difference. So uh, that's kind of like being a five million album um, actor, kind of, which is the inverse of Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox, talented as an actor, talented as a musician, but spent the majority of his time really trying to perfect his craft as an actor, doing that more often. So he's a very he's a talented musician, but he doesn't spend a lot of time doing it. But he mm-hmm. still sells a million albums. Still has a great voice. I know you you don't love his voice or whatever, but he has a great voice. Okay. It's just not something that that you really connect with, right? Sure. It's kind of the same thing with Timberlake, except for Timberlake spent most of his childhood and and I mean he, I think he did Disney stuff, so he had some acting from there. But most of his right. time has been perfecting his music. Sure. Um, being a musician, being a dancer, being a performer he's on stage. He's known as a musician, too. He's totally known you know, as a musician. If you had to pick one. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And so it's kind of the inverse tr- is true. Very true. Um, and he's sold. I, don't, I didn't look at how many albums sold, but probably over hundreds, 100 million plus in terms, you know, in sync and on his own, okay. right? So do you, do you agree with that? That there's the parallel there. It's just one is focusing on yeah, one and one is I focusing on the other. There's a parallel. I wouldn't say it's exact, but it's a parallel. Okay, sure. yeah. What? Who do you think is more... Talented. I'm a, I'm a, I mean, I'm a movie guy, so I'm going to lean with Jamie Foxx. I, I, I don't. I also don't like Justin Timberlake's. So I don't like Justin Timberlake's music. I don't think he's a very good actor. Mm, okay. Um. So I would say Jamie Foxx by quite a bit. Would Would you? I think it's a lot closer than that. I do. I would definitely say Jamie Foxx. Although Jamie Foxx is ten, almost fifteen years older. I would guess. So he does. He's had a lot, a little bit more time to do more stuff. Sure. Whereas you know, we don't. 
no, we'll see for maybe Timberlake. Will Jamie Foxx also can stuff. do like stand up. He can do sketch comedy. He too, can, which gets you points in my book. Yeah, totally. Like he's got, he has a lot of range in the act. Maybe he's got more range as a, Although I guess as you, could, a, you could say Timberlake can do sketch because Timberlake actually is a pretty decent SNL guest. Yeah. And his parody songs are, fun. I know he didn't do it, but with, you know, with yeah, the, with Dick in guys, the Box right. and fucking, you know, uh, the Lonely Island guys. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, I think he's, and he's really charismatic on screen. Very charismatic. Uh, I just think that's closer than I he, think it's he, close. He, he, right? Closer, yeah. Although, I mean, yeah, he's not. He probably I give it to Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox got an, uh, an Oscar and you know Grammys and all sorts yeah. of shit. But I think it's closer. Yeah, I have issues with Justin Timberlake though. Do you want to talk about those? Let's talk about those first. Yeah. That's so I think Justin. So there's a not small segment of women that want music to romance them. Yep. They listen to music because they want to somehow think or they imagine that the man singing it is going to fuck them. I don't, or I don't know what it is, but there's a, there's a, there's a very law. There's a not small segment of women that want that listen to music for the romance element. Sure. There's, I, that. I would say there's a almost nil segment of men who listen to music for the romance element. Right. The inverse. You don't see a lot of men at uh, Britney Spears concert. It's not, and, it's not really like that. Right. They don't listen. It's not even going to the concert, but I think these women listen to these songs on the radio and they're imagining this person, this person seducing them or yeah. this person like sleeping with them or right. whatever it is, or maybe on a date or just telling them how much they love them. But it is like, you know, for all this, this is, this is going to get me in potentially like, woke fuck call, it. Woke, we're woke we're a critical water. show. We talked about this. We're a critical show. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, you know, for all this talk about how women and men are the same and you have all this it's like, well, no, that's not no, true. There's chemical and there's like, hormonal there's, differences. There's hormonal differences. And like, yeah. look at the way that men and women approach music. Like, it's clear as day to me. Now, I'm not, obviously, there's many women who don't listen to music. Totally. This is not but 100%. Justin Timberlake has a lot of fucking records. And his music is basically singing about, I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to tell you you're pretty. I'm going to say I love you. Men do not listen to music that way. That is true. not how, yes, I'm sure there are some, but generally speaking. Right. The skew is the, not towards The opposite that. is not the case. Right. So, with that being said, Justin Timberlake's music is not for me. Like, I do not like it. That's interesting. I, I think his music, his voice is very weak and almost like... Well, he like, sings a lot of falsetto. That's kind yeah, of his thing. Yeah, and it's like not... It's not... To me, it's not good. Yeah. I, I'm sure... Now, look. It's a very... That's a Michael Jackson approach, is that falsetto. But Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson I think, is... Uh, he sings... Uh, Michael Jackson, I thought music is much better. I, I, I don't like his music. I don't... I think Justin Timberlake is like... um, So he's... He's like a... The quintessential, like, oh, this is going to get me. I don't know. It's, it's just Do it. He's like the jack of all trades, master of none. Like, I get that he is, he's a song and dance man. He is a he song is and dance like man. He is like fucking, totally. he is, you know, he has a better voice than Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. And, you know, a better voice than Dean Martin. But at the end of the day, he's that same, he is, like him and Jimmy Fallon are friends for a reason. They both do a lot of things well, but nothing great. Jimmy Fallon's not that funny by no, himself. Oh, no, I don't think he is. You can see it on the show. I don't show. think he's like, funny at all. When there aren't stuff written for him. Like when he's doing interviews, they don't work. He breaks character all the time. I don't think he's funny. He, yeah, he has to do these like, stupid games all the time because yeah. he can't come right. up with good material quickly. Timberlake, I know that he, he might be like, one of the biggest musical stars of the last 20 years. Sure. So for me to say he doesn't do music well, I understand this. that's maybe not true, but that's like, obviously my opinion. But like, I don't think he's he's that great. His music doesn't hold up. It, there's nothing to it. It's like water. It's just like vapid. Yeah, it's hard for me to penalize him because I know the genre he's in is all about a collaboration. It's all about getting the right. Um, you got Rick Rubin in. You get Timbaland in to uh, you know to pr- to produce these things and to help you write. It's just this collaboration. And so 
you know, it's it's uh, Timberlake's job to deliver it well, um, to perform it well, to dance well. And so he's a machine. He's a robot. He's not, though. I mean, well, my knock on Tim... God damn it. You're kind of turning me around a little bit, unfortunately, I got to say. My knock on him is his lyrics are vapid. Oh. Um, and it's funny because, it, uh, just as an aside, he talked about, uh, for this record... He didn't write any of his lyrics down. He like kind of thought about them and then recorded them (laughs) and put it together. Yeah, it sounds like that. (laughs) I believe it. Because if you read like, oh, let me just let me just read a couple of these. He goes. um, uh, So in this in this song, if I wrote you a symphony just to say how much you mean to me, if I told you you were beautiful, would you date me on the regular? Well, baby, I've been around the world. Uh, I get we're going to get a girl, but I ain't seen myself another girl. This ring right here represents my heart, but there's just one thing I need from you. Like that's terrible. Yeah. His his lyrics it's are awful. fucking vapid. And what so that's that, like, the one Why does he create this? What is he trying to say? I that's a well, I mean, I wonder if he he seems like an intelligent guy. Like I don't think it's that. He seems like a smart enough guy. So uh, what is he I, trying to do? I don't what know. Is, I, what, what, when uh, you when you create art, you should be trying to yes, do something. What is he trying think, to do? I think he's trying to get people to have a positive experience. I think he's trying to... Like, I think you're right. Yeah, so he's trying to like so, have positive associations, have fun, have dance. I can't tell you how many of his songs say, get you on the dance floor. Like yeah. he says that lyric all the time. It's a lot of vapid shit. He is shit. Jimmy Fallon. He's just trying to I guess to maybe have you're fun. right. Fuck. Fuck and it, me. And, and it, but at the end of the day, that's nothing. That doesn't mean anything to me. It's like making a movie where it's all happy faces and smiling, and that doesn't. That doesn't. No, that's not art. That's there's just, not a lot of depth to it. The problem is, I I do I don't listen to a lot of his songs either. But the songs that have come up on the radio and I've heard have been okay. That's that kind of a neat song. I know you're gonna kill me for this, but like that bringing I, sexy back song. It's not a bad song. It's actually an interesting. It's not song. It, it's really well like he. Yeah, it's well so done. Here's so I've been knocking Timberlake. Here's I gotta be positive at some okay. level too. Yeah, he is. He never gets in trouble. No, he doesn't. He is. He has a stable family he life. Is, he is bright. I know these. I, I don't think he's bright like he can write great lyrics or he's bright like he's. I think there's a lot of vapidity, if I can talk. Or what was that? Vapidity? Vapidity? Is that a word? I'm like vapidness? Yeah, I like vapidity. I mean, I'm going to go with that. Go with it. Sure. Uh, as I knock him for his intellect, I'm going to make up <laughs> words. Uh, but, uh, but I think there's a lot of like, at times there's nothing there. But at times he's like, he is the ultimate professional. God damn, that hurts when you say that, though. That's like a slap across the but face. He, when no, you say but it. it's not. But he, no, no, I see what you're you saying. Know, like, he could deliver. He, but he, but he never I know fucks up. He's never going to miss a dance step. I know that he had the uh, MTV halftime show. That was the one time he slipped. But other than yeah. that, he's never done. He never misses a note. He never misses a step. He he's done SNL where he's done music and yes. Um, oh, so, and and been the get the uh, and the, the host. Yeah. So one thing I look for whenever I watch SNL is I like to watch the host because you can watch their eyes and you can see it doing the cue cards. Sure, it's kind of fun. It's like oh, let's see this fucker like look like a complete asshole. Right. Watch Timberlake's. He very rarely goes cue cards. In other words, he's remembering all those lines. Yeah. Because he's sta- he's doing the extra work. Right. He's the guy in the office that stays late and just gets everything done. Now he might not get it done in an excellent or interesting way, and he's never going to be very creative. I know I'm saying this about Justin Timberlake, but I don't think he's creative, but he is always professional. He's always reliable and he's always there. There's a lot to be said for that. There is actually, um, I would be a good newscaster. Like I'm a good voiceover artist. I do. A, I've done a yeah. shit. You know, this. I've done a shit ton of voiceovers all over the place. Your voice isn't as good as mine, but it's close. It's close. Yeah, <laughs> but no, but I'm very good at, at, at if, especially if I write the script, I'm very good at delivering that script in a way that makes it sound, sound like I'm genuine. Okay. So, 
So I do have a lot of respect for the professional element to sure. that. It does take, it has, there is skill there. Like to be able to deliver from the heart a script, something something that you and know is coming. And physically, uh, yeah. And he does that. Like if you see him on a live shows. Um, always hits his mark. Always hits his mark. As a dancer, he's a, he's a, actually he's a phenomenal dancer. His videos are really good because he can perform that way. God damn it though. I guess he always, from my understanding as people I've worked with him, he's always shows up with a good attitude. Yeah. He's always ready to go. <laughs> like he is like, he is, always there but it, in my opinion though i from an artist i can someone, understand i want i'd rather have someone who might not be a great human being but is creating interesting art i'd rather digest that art and i'm certainly not you know i say i think there's also if you if women didn't want if he looked like the blues traveler guy he would not he would not you would not know his name probably not he does i mean damn it i don't want to take he does have a talented voice i know he does a falsetto thing there's talent to that, but also he can sing. He, I mean, he can, he, by vocal talent, I mean, it's hard to hit pitches and sing fast. And sometimes he can really do that. And I think he has a pretty good timbre for that type of music too. So I don't want to knock him. He does have a, he has a talented voice. He let does. Me, let me paraphrase a great man. Okay. Uh, it, you know, give him 150 pounds and he's a waiter at Perkins. Yeah. That's Justin Timberlake. Like he, it's all about, but that's, but Damn he, it. But he, I don't know. He keeps that image and professionalism up, though. I'm not willing to go that far. I think there's some talent there. But no, could there other is pe- talent. Could, right, but could, could other people do it better? But if he, yes. Yeah, if he didn't look like the way he does, he, you wouldn't... Because all women listening, women listening to him in the car is not like, oh my God, I could imagine this. Or, they, that's how, I guess, I, you know, women, feel free to... I know we don't have a huge women audience, but if any women want to chime in, do. Like, yeah, yeah, come like, what right. are your, like Tell what, us. Because I don't understand what that's like to be in the car and, right. and like want, want to be seduced or romanced by a song. Isn't, that, isn't, that doesn't make any sense to me, but yet there's a whole giant genre of this. There is. I mean, this album sold 10 million copies. It was his biggest album. So it, this was his second, uh, it, this was his second album. His debut only sold 4 million. And that was after his NSYNC, NSYNC days, which were huge too. Like that boy band thing, you can't, you know, so even even right the boy band thing it's all about it feels like that's about being seduced by being romance being, re, yeah. Re, yeah romance right, same thing, right. right yeah but the whole being romance thing is a whole like corner on the market that it's very interesting it's it's odd to me and, and if you're a boy band that's basically what you're doing that's your directive right. I guess yeah I you guess know, you're right and that's and that those girls grow up become women and they're listening to Justin Timberlake as a woman right. and they're like he, he grew oh, I wish with my them. husband said that you know I would be his forever girl or the fucking yeah, saying about right. it or whatever You've been and, around and the world. They, they must imagine and fantasize about it I, I don't I mean I don't know like what this is I, I just the music to me is it's just and it's all very I don't know it's just nothing there it's just air. It's just it's just nothing. It's interesting too because he said I wanted to make a completely different record from the first record. Oh, but yeah. when I listen to them, they're not that. <laughs> right. They're just not that different. Um, yeah, like, I guess he puts in the work. But why wouldn't you write the lyrics down and like get some? He you know, only makes like a uh, an album every like five years. Too. That was the thing. He did. It was four years in between the two. He said he got burnt out, which makes which I sense. Get it. I mean, it totally makes sense. After tour, he was fourteen. He was a kid. Yeah, fourteen and insane or something. Hard. Yeah, he does. That's the whole thing. And, but like, yeah. but if you're going to spend four years, why not just spend an extra, this is the same with Black Eyed Peas, spend an extra couple weeks just making these lyrics work. Like, like, yeah, they, I agree. I agree. They, they don't give a fuck. And when you're doing the album, that's the thing. For me, I would, I like to do a project. I like to go into it, map it out, finish it, get it done in whatever time that takes. There's no way he was taking, I know he, like he said, over the course of a year, he was making this album. You're not in the studio every day for a year. How do you, but how do you like make something cohesive if you're not just in the project all the time? I couldn't do, I couldn't do albums like that. I have to like bust it out. I have to do the whole thing at once. 
Yeah, I mean, different creative. Maybe you're doing it, take a song yeah, by but, song. I mean, I don't, I don't know. But that means that he's not focusing on each song and like getting it done and I, thinking I would, about the lyrics. See, I disagree. I would never criticize his focus. He he seems yeah. like he, he, he never, he has his shit together. I agree. But like how much... How much of your heart can you put into it if you're... See, you you brought me around to the other side, fucker. And this is what's happening. I'm getting... Now I'm getting angry at yeah, him. Yeah. Like, how much heart could he put into it if it's all broken up like that? I mean, it's not the heart, though. You're looking at the wrong symbol. It's not a heart. It's a dollar sign. Yeah. 10 million fucking copies. It had three number one hits. Three fucking number... So, uh, Bringing Sexy Back. It's huge. Um, this song and fucking... Uh, what's, what was it? Summertime Love or something? My, no, My Love and What Goes Around Comes Around. Oh, well, yeah, which is a huge song. Yeah. He had all these interludes in this album, too. Did you I know, see that? It was, that was very weird. I had to like, look harder to find just the single of this yeah, song. Yeah, exactly. And I was like... Uh, you think these seven minutes... It, it's not a bad song. It's just it's just there, man. It's, like, it's just not for me. It's just, it's just there. It's just background noise and just... You know, him... He said that the, if the first album was more... Um, you know, Michael Jackson and uh, he says so. whatever. Uh, this album was more like Radiohead and rock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, honestly, I had stuff that I could play and break down some of the yeah, song, but it doesn't make sense to me no, at this let's, point. Let's move on. Ahead on. Yeah. Um, the only, I just wanted to, let me just say a couple more things. So uh, did win a Grammy for best rap song collaboration song. Uh, well, I think he's really respected in the industry. I think so too. Because he's always pro. There is in the song, if you listen to it, and I'll tweet the shit out so that you can. There is this. There are a couple interesting tonality things that happens. There's this like it's almost like a record scratch that they turn into a laugh, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Hear that? There's also a theremin. That sound in the background, yep. the spooky theremin sound that I thought that they used really well, very neat. Um, so check that out. I'll tweet those out too. I guess that's it. Okay. I guess we can be done. Uh, let's do headlines. Uh. So, uh, so I'll do, you'll do headlines and then I'll do the headlines next one. And then we'll do personal stories. The third one right. is that how we're doing? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And we're doing uh prestige next. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, November 5th, Saddam Hussein was convicted of crimes against humanity. He would be hung uh, on, on December 30th. So like yeah. less than two months later, he got hung. Yeah. Saddam Hussein, you know, obviously, you know, uh, not uh, a good dude. Bad, bad man. Bad man. Bad man. Well, two <laughs> thumbs down. For this. I don't usually give the two thumbs down. Whoa. Saddam Hussein. That's high negative. Two thumbs down. <laughs> don't like him. Um, Taking a hard stand. Uh, on November 10th, Jack Palance died uh, at 87. He had won yeah. the Oscar in 1992 for City Suckers. He'd also been nominated for two Oscars in the 50s. Really? Yeah. So Did he, he have a big gap in his career? He, so or was he, he just he, character actor for a long that's, time? That's a great question. And that's exactly what it is with him. So he really didn't but he did kind of fall out of the, like, uh, he was in movies that weren't as highly regarded. Yeah. And then in the 80s, he was in the Batman, which we mentioned the 89 Batman movie. What was he in? He, uh, what did he play? He was Carl Grissom. He was Jack Nicholson's oh, boss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And then uh, and then he eventually got City Sucker. But he had kind of like a, uh, he never gone away completely. He'd yeah. always been a working actor, but he had kind of a resurgence in the late 80s. He was a cool guy. Yeah, interesting. And he won yeah. the Oscar and he did like the one-arm push-ups. Um, one-arm push-ups? Yeah, he got Oscar and then he's like, and to prove how fit I am, and he started doing one-arm push-ups on with his Oscar. <laughs> it was, cr- it was crazy. And Billy Crystal kept this running joke. He's like, "Oh, Jack Palance is now like you know like running the Boston Marathon. Jack <laughs> yeah. Palance is you know cl- you know climbing up the actual tower." Pulling with his mouth. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Jack Palance. You know, he he won the Oscar what ninety two and lived for um oh, what, fourteen for more years. So yeah, they him. Uh, and then uh, November eighth, uh, and a little tiny personal story here. Windows Vista was released November eighth, two thousand six. I remember that being a fucking shit show. So, so I worked for PC Connection at the time. <laughs> so my whole and my uh, team was really focused on licensing because I was brought into PC Connection in uh, in September. Yeah. So because Vista was coming out two months later, they had geared the eight of us up. It was like this team, like the sales team we had 
that just kind of started new. Right. And they're like, all right, you guys are really going to be focused on the licensing and we really want to do a heavy push with Windows Vista. And I think Microsoft was kicking, I shouldn't, I'm guessing, I have no knowledge, but it felt like Microsoft was really pushing PC, PC connection to sell Vista. Like mm. maybe there was some, they would come in, Microsoft would come in, give us all these like prizes and, oh yeah. And I'm sure yeah, there yeah. was some sort of backdoor element. I'm guessing. It's uh, like a drug rep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It felt like. And, uh, but, you know, and then it, so it comes out. I'm still trying to pitch it. And I, as you know, you're a tech guy. Yeah. Vista was a disaster. It's it horrible. Disaster. And um, so you'd call these guys and be like, you want to switch to Vista? And he'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'd rather, like, kill my kids. And you're like, oh, well, you know, maybe you should consider it. You know, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, like, and I'm this new sales guy. I'm 26, 20, you know, just about 27. I'm trying to sell this product that everybody hates. Yeah. And it was, it, I remember, like, as it went into the spring, uh, I was still there and I'm just like still trying to pitch Vista and you're just like, oh, it was, dude, it was <laughs> brutal. Trying to sell something that was like the new Coke of, yeah. of, of uh, Windows yeah, yeah. licensing was just like, oh, I, I know I, I'm not a tech guy, so I would have known if I had to loved it, but I can't emphasize enough how horrible Vista was. Right. It was like, you know, right? It was, I told yeah. It was hard. It's like, a, you say it out loud, like tech guys, it's, it's like, like oh. this is, yeah, it's it's like a disaster. A disaster. And, and no it, one wants to move because what, what was, what was before? I can't remember what it was. It was good. Yeah, but whatever it was, forget, people, were, yeah. people were into it. It was 2003, Windows 2003. 2003, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It was like really popular. Like, okay, it was really effective. Yeah. Yeah. So for five months of my life, I had a selfish stuff. I remember um, even like the new server architecture. So when I was working at the medical practice uh, in California a few years later, they were trying to, they, so they had, they had a, it was a big enough practice. There was its own servers and shit. And they wouldn't even go to whatever the mic, new Microsoft server software, which was parallel to Vista. Yep. Cause they're like, no, no, no we're yep. staying with server 2003 right? or whatever it was because like, this thing is fucking people dog shit. stopped buying computers because they didn't want to have the Vista. <laughs> yeah, put just put in. So they were downgrading, right? So they would they would try to keep their old computer. I worked yeah. so then years later. I was working at companies and they would try to keep the computer going as long as they could, just so they didn't have to <laughs> buy one that had Vista. It was like, oh, uh, I, yeah. So for five Disaster. months of my life, I had to basically sell new Coke. It was really really rough. So uh, terrible. Uh, yeah, it was a, a fun trial by fire for me as a new sales guy. But funny. Um, yeah. So we're back on Wednesday with. The um, prestige, prestige and a song, and a song I don't remember. I remember. Uh, uh, yeah, so it'll be Monday, Wednesday, Friday of this week as well. And we'll get you kicked off into your July 4th uh, holiday weekend. Cool. Anything else? That's all I got. All right, see you later.